Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Jeanette Roman, I was thinking about you yesterday, woman of God, believing for you, praying for you. Hey, Mary Lewis, good morning, good morning, Carol King. Hey, Tanisha, hey, Deshana, how you doing? Hey, Keela. Mm. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come. Thank you for sharing, Katina. Thank you for that. Thank you. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Debbie Sears. Hey, Cindy Nall. Hey, Tamika Thomas. Good morning. See some new people. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, Monique Weathers. Good morning. Mm. I will stay here. Good morning. My God. Don't wanna go. I will stay here until you change me. Come on now. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tamika Thomas. Hey, hey, Sandra. Good morning. Yeah, me too, Sandra. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Come like a rushing wind. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Cassandra. Good morning. Hey, Kai. Good morning. Hey, Deshauna. Me too, Deshauna. <laughs> Woke up listening to it. My God. My God. Need you. Don't want to know. My God. Thank you, Lord. Here until you change me. I need you. Don't want to go. I will stay here until you change me. I need you. Don't want to go. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. We just invoke your presence, Lord God. I will stay here. My God, we thank you. We bless your name, Father God. We just invite you into this devotional today. We just invite you into our lives. And like the psalmist said, Lord God, I need you to come like a rushing wind. My God, come like never before, Father God. You don't really need our permission, but we're telling you we need you, Father God. Open up the windows of heaven and Pour out yourself, pour out your spirit upon us. Holy Spirit, be with us, dwell in us. My God, come like a rushing wind. Come like never before, Lord God. Come like a rushing wind, Lord God. My God, <laughs> I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go, my God. I will stay here until you change me. Need you. Don't want to go. My God. That's my personal testimony. I'll stay here until you change me. My God. I'm like Jacob. I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm not letting go until I'm made in your image. Oh my God, I'm not letting you go until I become absolutely everything that you called me to be. I'm not letting you go. I'm not moving. I'm going to stay in your face. I'm not going to bow down to the enemy. I'm going to stay in position. I need you to rush in. I need you to blow out all the chaff. I need you to get rid of everything inside of me that does not align with your word. I need to be in your direct will for my life. I don't want to be in anything else. I don't want to be in a mountain without you on top of a mountain without you. I don't want to be in a valley without you. I don't want to be without you. I need you. If I don't know anything else, I know that I need you without a doubt. And I'm inviting you in to this place and I'm inviting you into my life and I'm inviting you into my relationships and I'm inviting you into my car and I'm inviting you into 
the lives of my children and I'm inviting you into this ministry and I'm inviting you into my business and I'm inviting you into my marriage. And I know somebody is saying, but what if I've never invited him before? Then make this moment, make this time, make this minute, make the hour, the the moment that you invite him in, that you just say, you know what? I need you to come in like a rushing wind. Lord God, I need you to blow this situation, my God, into another direction. I need your glory on this situation for I know in your glorious power. I need your peace on this situation, Lord. I need your joy on this situation, Lord God. I need your presence in this situation, Lord God. I thank you. I'm thirsty for your presence. I'm hungry for you, Lord God. I'm hungry for the things of God. And I need you, oh Lord. And I need you to come quickly. And I need you to come fast. And I need you to blow strong. And I need you to blow hard, Lord God. And my enemies are encamped around me, Lord God. And I need the angels more than I need anything else. So I need you to come, Lord God. I don't want to go. I don't want to be without you. My God. My God. When Jacob wrestled with God all night, he simply said the same thing. He said, I'm not. When he wrestled with that angel, he said, I'm not letting I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm not letting go because his name was Jacob. He meant he was called trickster at first. Right. He was called trickster at first. He's like, Lord, I'm not letting you go until I morph into everything that you call me to be until I walk into the fullness of what you call me to be. I'm not letting go until I walk into the fullness of what you call to be. Transform me, renew me into the mind of Christ so that I can be everything that you call me to be. So let's just sing that one more time and we're going to get into this devotional. My God. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like. Come like a rushing wind. Come like my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay here until you change me. I need you. Don't wanna go. I don't need medicine. Uh, I don't need the doctors. I don't need my friends. I don't need my husband. I don't need my children. All those things are great. But Lord God, I'm telling you, I need you. I need you more than anything. Though I, in this situation, it's you I need. It's, in this circumstance, it's you I need. My God, I need you healer. I need you protector. I need you provider. I need you Lord of hosts. I need you Jehovah Gabor. I need you. All of those other things are wonderful. But I'm telling you in this particular area, in this particular place in my life, I need you, Lord God. I need you. I need you. I need you, Lord God. I need you. I need you. I'm dependent upon you, Lord God. I'm trusting in you, Lord God. I need you. Yeah, I need you. I, I'm going to throw away all my pride. I'm going to stop acting like I can do it on my own. And I'm going to tell you without a doubt, Lord God, that in this season in my life, I need you. I've tried to do it on my own long enough. I need you, Lord God. I need you to take over this circumstance. I need you to take over this vision. I need you to take over this marriage. I need to see your glory. I need to feel your glory. I need to experience your glory. I need you to go with me. I need you to go before me. I need you to clear the path. I need you to clear the way. 
I can't go without you. I can't write without you. I can't build without you. I can't live without you. I need an outpour of your spirit upon me, Lord God, in my house. I need you to breathe. I need you to breathe on my circumstance. I need you to breathe on my situation, Lord. My God, I thank you. 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 My God, I welcome 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 you. My God, I love you. My God, I need you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I'm dependent upon you. I'm dependent upon you, Lord God. I've tried to use other vices and other things, and they just haven't satisfied me. So I'm telling you right now, I need you. My God, I glorify you. I glorify your name. I glorify your name, Lord God. Peace come. Joy come. Lord God, thank you. Thank you. Provision and protection come. Thank you in the name of Jesus, my God. Let your glory be here, Lord God. Let your angels be encamped around us. Let your angels be going before us, Lord God. We thank you. 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 We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. I need you in my ears. I need you in my mouth. I need you to help me teach this devotional. I need to only say the words that the Lord wants me to say, Lord God. I need your, the ears of your people to be open, Lord God. I need their hearts to be pricked. My God, we need you, Lord God. 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 We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Lord God. We are admitting our total dependence upon you, Lord God. We are admitting we are totally dependent upon you, Lord God. We will not lean into our own understanding. We will acknowledge you in all our ways. We will trust you. We will not trust ourselves. We will not put just our trust and hope in others, Lord God. We will trust you to give us wisdom, to give us knowledge, to give us understanding, to give us direction, to give us discernment, Lord God. We're taking a stand today and inviting you in and saying, I need you, Lord God. I need you in my mind and in my thoughts and in my relationships, Lord God. I need your glory on my life for where your glory is that is power. We need you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. We need you, Father. We need you, Father. We need you, Lord God. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you to work out the circumstance. We need you to work out the legal problem. We need you to work out the debt. We need you to work out the argument. We need you to work out the fight. We need you to work out the promotion. We need you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We need you. We need you to work out us, Lord God. Father God, we need you, Lord God. My God, I just want to be used for your glory. I just want to be used for your glory, for your total glory. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I need you. 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 My God, my God. 
my god glory to god glory to god glory to god yeah make you some declarations i'm not letting go i'm not moving i'm not gonna get out your face i'm not gonna get on get out your presence i'm not gonna do this on my own i can't afford to do this on my own in this journey i cannot afford to i cannot afford to be isolated isolation is the trick of the enemy i cannot afford to be offended i cannot afford to be wise in my own eyes I cannot afford to any longer. I cannot afford to be haughty. I cannot afford to be prideful. I cannot afford to be stretched thin. I can't afford to be overwhelmed. I can't afford to be sick. I can't afford to be consumed. I can't afford it in this season. I can't afford it in this season. So I'm going to wait on you, Lord God, for you said they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount upon wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. So Lord God, I'm going to trust you more in this season that I've trust myself. I'm going to trust you more than I've ever trusted you. I'm going to position myself to be in position so that you can do all you need to do in my life. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. I need you to do me a favor. We're going to get into the word, but I need you to hold on uh, before. Don't rush off because I need to stand in the gap and confess and pray over our children today. And when we confess and pray over our children, we're going to uh, we're going to take authority over the enemy because he keeps trying to come in on our kids. He keeps trying to get them to abort their future. He wants them more focused on the things of this world and less of him. And can I tell you something? If you've been a parent that's allowed it, and I'm just being real honest, you know whether or not your life has aligned with the word of God. You know whether or not you've been permissible in some area with some things where your kids are concerned. You know that. Just go on and take the moment and repent, right? just gone and be like, you know what? Let me repent for even giving permission to this because I never should have gave permission. I never should have been the example. I never should have, uh, done these things. Just going to take the, the, the moment to repent because we know without a doubt that repentance will reset a thing. Repentance will bring about an order of something. And then God chooses to show mercy or to get into position and do what he needs to do. But when you repent and acknowledge, you know what? I opened this door. I opened this door. I said that this was okay. Um, I pretended like this wasn't happening. I pretended like this wasn't exist. Or it could be that you never got in proper position and prayed over your kids like you were supposed to, or you didn't know how to pray over your kids like you were supposed to. It's so many different things that happen, especially when we have babies early or we come from foul family situations and nobody really ever taught us how to be proper parents or how to be kingdom parents or how to be spiritually aligned. Um, we've done some things on social media. We've done some things in our life. And this is the reset. Like you can always repent and reset and begin to declare. And what the Lord will do is begin to pluck up all that tear that's in there with that good wheat. And he'll begin to transform their hearts and minds. It's not about what you say. It's about your prayer life and your belief um, that God is God and he is still on the throne and he can change every circumstance and every situation, even up to the last minute, even up to the last minute. So personally, not for nobody else's sins, personally deal with your own sins this morning. Personally, take accountability. Lord, 
Forgive me, I sinned. Forgive me, I didn't know how to be a good parent. Forgive me, I didn't involve you in parenting. Forgive me for never consulting or seeking you for their purpose, Lord God. Forgive me for never asking you for the wisdom on how to raise them, Lord God, or what you needed to do for them in this season. Forgive me for standing in your way. Forgive me for not uh, teaching them to reach for you and to build a life in you. Forgive me for that, Lord God. Uh, forgive me for being anxious with them. Forgive me for being worried with them. Forgive me for being burdensome. Forgiving me, forgive me for not, you know, operating in the white wisdom with my kids, for being pushy, for uh, bullying them at times, for not ever talking to you about their purpose, for trying to have it my way. Forgive me for bragging and boasting on them and setting high standards in which they were not able to live up to or setting too low of a standard, right? And not expecting much from them. Lord, just forgive me for that and reset me. And so then when we start to confess a thing that's plucked up and we can lay a foundation of new seed, right? We can lay a foundation of new seed. Just ask God, acknowledge it, go on and repent. You know whether or not I ain't, well, I've been the best parent I have. I ain't talking about you whether or not you've been the best parent you have. I'm talking about a godly parent that has led them in kingdom. That's a different kind of parent, a godly parent that leads them, not in religion, that leads them in kingdom and leads them in their relationships, right? Go on and pluck that up. And then I tell people all the time, you may need to go tell that to your kids. You might need to go repent to your kids. You might need to repent and say, I did that. I repented to my kids. I went to my kids and I said to them, forgive me not for not being the parent that you needed. Uh, forgive me for being wise in my own eyes. Forgive me for times when I was troubled because it impacted you. Forgive me for every time I exposed you to the world. Forgive me for not being proper leadership. Forgive me for just saying anything and thinking because I was your mother, I could do those things. I went to them and I, I told them, I said, I forget, I need you to forgive me. Um, I, I wasn't right. Right. And when I did that, it reset a thing. And then I've been working on being the best possible parents I can be now because yeah, Jessica, my kids are a gift and an inheritance for the Lord. And if you don't know that your kids are a gift and an inheritance for the Lord, if you don't know your kids are a gift and inheritance for the Lord, then you'll do it and you won't do it according to kingdom. You'll do it according to this world standard. You'll be pushy. You'll be a bully. Um, as parents, we become bullies sometimes and we miss it with our kids and nobody ever, not a lot of times we're not taught to build proper relationship, right? And we don't know how to usher them into the presence of the Lord. So just ask for forgiveness for that. So, uh, we've been on this, this journey and we've been talking about vision and all of these things. And I just need to give you the next part of this this morning. And I'm going to tell you, um, I struggled in this area. Um, I'm better in this area. I'm getting even more better in this area. But in order for you to be able to walk into this next journey, you're going to need help. 
You're going to need help. I told you you're going to need sight. And I'm also telling you're going to need help and you're going to need the right kind of help. And you're going to be need, needed to be connected to some people. I told you yesterday, you need a person on your team that has the gift of discernment, right? You're going to need to be able to follow God's instructions. Um, but you're going to need help on this next leg, leg of the journey and that help. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the Holy spirit, but we know for without a doubt that you're going to need the help of the Holy spirit. If you think you can do this without the Holy Spirit, you are mistaken. If you think you're going to be able to feel, pur feel purpose, if you think you're going to be able to be married, I don't know who this is for, <laughs> but I feel it. If you think you're going to be able to be married or to continue in your marriage without the Holy Spirit, you are in grave trouble. You need the Holy Spirit to be your guidance through your marriage because what mama them told you or what daddy them told you is going to have you jacked up and your marriage is going to hit a wall and it's not going to have the longevity it needs. You are going to need the help of the Holy Spirit so that you lean not into your understanding. So in all your ways, you acknowledge God and he's directing your path, even in your marriage, because your ideas for marriage may not have absolutely anything to do with God's ideas for marriage. So I'm telling you you're gonna need the Holy Spirit in this season if you really want to see God show up and show out in your life you cannot do this without the Holy Spirit John 14 50 so that's your first kind of help the Holy Spirit uh, it says if you love me keep my commandments and I will ask the Father this is John 14 15 uh, and it goes to the 21st verse he said and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever it is the spirit of truth if you want to walk in truth if you're going to feel the fulfill and receive the fullness of God, you need the spirit of truth. It says the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives within you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. God does not leave us as orphans. And even though you may have been abandoned and been in situations where other people who have left you or forsake you, God never leaves you or forsake you. He will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore but you will see me because I live you also will live on that day you will realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me the one who loves me will be beloved by my father and I will too to love him so in this next season you need to say this I'm going to need help 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 and Jesus is like look you need to understand um the father is greater than I am and the Holy Spirit is sent to be your helper. So that's the first thing you need to start inviting you. If you don't, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom. Holy Spirit, I need your knowledge. Holy Spirit, I need your understanding. So you're going to need help in this season and you're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit and you got to understand what that looks like a yielding to the Holy Spirit is where you are not wise in your own eyes but you are wise in the Lord and you are not moving until the Holy Spirit has spoke to you about situation you are not moving you are not anxious I, I've shared with you before God does not rush you so anytime you feel rushed that is the enemy because he knows that if he can rush you or push you out of position or make you make a rash decision or have you talk in a certain way or move in a certain kind of way or acting kind of way then you won't wait on the Lord well when you wait on don't wait on the Lord you can't mount upon we eagles and we did a whole teaching on the Holy Spirit and I can teach on the Holy Spirit forever because we need them you're gonna need 
the Holy Spirit. You're going to need him. It's, it's necessary in this season. The next thing that you're going to need is angels. There are angels are ministering spirits that are assigned to you. And this is the part where it's hard because most of us don't get or understand angelic activity, but it's biblical. And I'm going to back it up in scripture. It says, um, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. First Corinthians two 14. You're only going to be able to discern what I'm saying through the spirit. If not, you're going to try to operate outside the creator in this season and you're going to run out. You're going to run out of energy. You're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of wisdom. You're going to run out of knowledge. You're going to run out of connections. You're going to be worn out mentally, physically, if you don't receive the help. See, that was my biggest problem, receiving help. I used to think things were based on my knowledge. Things were based on my strength. Things were based on what I knew. And once I got a little bit of wisdom or I got a little bit of scripture in me, I would take off. Well, that's not full development. When God gives you a revelatory word or God gives you a prophecy, often we'll get a piece of it and we'll take off, but we're not seeing everything in part. So one, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. Second, there are angels. There are ministering spirits that are assigned to you. Hebrews 1 and 14 says angels are ministering spirits that carry out the bidding of the creator. And most of us don't know angels are recording everything we say. Angels are recording everything we do. That's why you have to be very careful not to use in like you, when you call Jesus name, the angels move because they've heard Jesus. So you got to be very careful in saying Jesus because the angels all of a sudden are at attention in the name of Jesus. Cause Jesus already said, if you do anything in my name, if you do anything in my name, that's why you can't take it in vain. So the angels are, are sent. They worship God and serve him. You can read more. You can read that in Isaiah six and two revelation 22, eight and nine In ancient times, they, they, uh, they, um, temporarily assumed human form and delivered messages for Jesus. Um, they, they act as the protectors of the Lord's people. You can see Daniel six, 22 and acts 12 and seven, right? So angels are really real and angels have, um, they have an interest in the activities of Christians. Let me read this. So there are angels signed to your season. There are angels signed to your situation and you cannot do what you need in this next session. See the angels will go before you. The angels will bring in your harvest. The angels will connect you to the people. The angels will push and lead people into a particular di direction. And so angels are are really, really real. They're heavenly beings. They are not human beings. You cannot be an angel. The scripture says, so when people be like, are, are like, oh, they're in heaven being an angel. People never become angels. We never become angels. The scripture said we will be like angels, but we never become angels. Angels are divine beings that were created by God. So you can never, oh, that's my angel in heaven. You're not, no person ever becomes your angel in heaven. We are people and angels are angels. So once we get to heaven, we don't become the, you're, I'm not your guardian angel. We don't become your angel. No scripture says that does, that does not align. It says we are like angels. 
It said, for this reason, it says a man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping for man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory and woman reflects man's glory. That's why people say you shouldn't wear hats in church for men, right? Because this scripture in Corinthians, a man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping for man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory and woman reflects man's glory. For the first man didn't come from woman, but the first woman came from man and man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man. I could do a whole preaching on that. I could do a whole preaching on that. So man for the first man and man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man for this reason. And because the angels are watching a woman should wear a covering on her head to show she is under authority. So it goes into that. And some of that is cultural, but you need to know that the angels are very interested in what we have going on. Um, angels are available to you. Angels are here to protect, to lead and guide you. And because we don't understand the roles of angels, uh, we get consumed or overwhelmed, but I'm telling you, um, there's a lot of things that we don't know about angels, but I'm telling you, they are useful in the design divine scheme of things. You may not see them. You may, but you need to dispatch them. You need to release them. You need to give them permission. And you also need to know that your angels, we are, you also need to know that your angels, um, respond to the word of God. They respond to the word of God. The angels have the capacity to go get your stuff. Um, the angels have the capacity to protect you. They respond to the word of God. So when you speak and pray the word of God, that's why I always ask people, what are you standing on? When you speak and pray the word of God, you are activating your angels. You're activating angels. I tell my angels all day, I'll go get my harvest, <laughs> go get my harvest, open up the doors to divine connections, send your angels of protection around us, guide us, gird us. There's been so many stories of angelic activity. And so you, you have to know without a doubt that there are angels in my, our life and they are assigned to you. That is your second help, right? That's your second help. Now, let me give you your third form of help. The third form of help is going to come in people. The third form of help is going to come in people. And this is where we have the harvest time. We live in a world that has told us that we have, we can do things by ourselves, that we don't need the help of people that we can be out here on our own. And I'm telling you, you're going to need the help of people. There are certain people that are assigned to you this season. There are certain people that you are assigned to this season. This, this, there are certain places you're supposed to be attached to. You are not to be attached to anything. Thank you. Holy spirit. You are not to be attached to anything in this season that doesn't have anything to do with your assignment. So you need to ask the Lord, what other things am I doing? And what other things am I attached to that have nothing to do with where you're calling me or where you need me to be in this season? Because if you are out of place in this season, you're going to miss the angelic activity. You're going to miss God. You're going to, and we have a real bad habit so that we can be fulfilled being in all kinds of different places. You need to ask God about absolutely everything in this season. And we don't don't spend enough time doing that because we don't want to hear God tell us no. We don't want to hear what God may say to us in this next season. God, I wanted to travel more in this season. The Lord said, this ain't the season for you to travel. This ain't the season for you to travel. This ain't the season for you to be all over the place. I need you to sit still. I'll give you some time to travel. I'll put some things in place. So the third thing you need to know in this season, there are going to be people that need you need to help you. I need to read you this. This is Exodus 17. And the first part of Exodus 17, um, the people are crying to Moses. See, 
you don't understand when somebody makes a commitment to follow God with everything in them, like to make a decision that I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do absolutely everything that God says me to do. I'm going to serve him full time in ministry. I'm going to serve him full time in the business. I'm going to serve him full time in teacher. Teachers need aids. Everybody needs help. They just need the right kind of help. Everybody needs partnerships. Everybody needs relationships and those relationships come in some form. But if we are so afraid to give our gift to someone else, then we miss being divinely connected because we feel like it should look a certain way. Um, I had a woman of God that I've watched for years. She mentors me. Her name is Kathy Dorsch. She served like 35 years at Agape under Pastor Caldwell. She was his assistant associate pastor. She served wholeheartedly for 35 years in his ministry. When she disconnected from his ministry, she disconnected to go into her ministry full time, but she served his ministry at, for 35 years. She never felt like she wasn't uh, and that's a very unique situation because she used to be his daughter-in-law. She never felt like she wasn't useful. She got in position. She listened to the voice of God. She served at full capacity and it made a difference. She made a astronomical impact. As a matter of fact, this book was produced at that ministry. And so you gotta, you gotta know in this season, and I'm going to tell you how to pray for that. You're going to need the right kind of help. So let me read this. This is Exodus 17. And I don't think people know, especially when people walk into ministry full time, how much ministry takes out of a person or how much serving the Lord can still spiritually take out of a person. It says the whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why do you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and us and our children and livestock die of thirst. Then Moses cried to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. And then the Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff, which you strike, struck the Nile and go, I will stand there. There's the thing. Moses is not producing in his own strength. The Lord said, I will stand there before you by the rocket Horeb, strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel and he called the place Masa and Mirabah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? But Lord, the, regardless of what the people demanded, come on, Holy Spirit, that's a word for somebody. Regardless of what the people demanded, Moses only did what the Lord says. And we'll see later in this chapter that when he didn't, it cost him when he didn't, it cost him. So let me go to this next part. The Amalekites came and attacked the, by the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses, 
held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord says to Moses, write this on a scroll on something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of the Amalekite from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it. The Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Moses had to have Aaron and her in this season of his life. When his hands were up high, the Amalekites were li li lifted. And I mean, the, the Israelites were winning. When Moses was fatigued and worn out, the Amalekites were winning. Everybody that's called into position, and this is just not for ministry, called to a business, um, called to teach. There's got to be some help in place and you need to know you're going to need help. If you're going to run for God, if you're going to do kingdom, kingdom is not independent. Kingdom is not isolated. And one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is he'll make you think your gift is not important to your body, to the body because your gift doesn't seem big or because your gift doesn't seem important. Every person that serves, every person that connects, every intercessor, every prayer partner, you're going to need people in this season. This used to be one of my biggest mistakes. I used to try to run business and ministry without people. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will wear you out. If the right people, this is why you have pastors who quit. This is why you'll see strong ministries be in place um, because the enemy lies and tells you that you don't need people and you don't know how to receive help, but also other people don't know how to get in position and give help because they don't think their gift matters. Everybody connected to you matters. And in this season, you're going to have to be connected to the right people and you're going to have to have the right relationships or you will not last or you're not, you're not going to last. You cannot be in leadership without help. Moses could not have been in position to win. If Aaron and her were not there to hold up his arms, you will tire out. And it is the assignment of the enemy to keep, a, especially a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher, or a prophet in the position. Now I know there have people that have been, have exploited help and they have made, they have put a bad name on the body. But when you are tied to something, you should not be sitting at any table, eating and taking from it and not giving back to it. You, you just should not, you should not, you should not, you should not, you should not be taking from something and not giving back to it. You should be submitting your gift and that's scriptural to the body. And so I'm just telling you, it is not, you cannot, you cannot a lot of times because people think people are strong. I'm just telling you, or we come off strong. People think we don't need help or we don't need prayers. You need your intercessors. You need people in position. Um, we see leadership. We see how much people are accomplishing and we'll say, oh, I can't. I, they don't need me. They already got people. Every gift is important to the body. I need you to understand that every gift is important. Every person needs to be in position. Who's holding up your arms? 
Who's holding up your arms? Whose arms are you holding up? And so we need, that's why we need encouragers. We need exhorters. We need every person in position. Everything y'all see in this ministry, everything you see go on is a, uh, is not just Lakeisha. God has assigned people to this ministry. So everybody that's in position is a blessing. But can I tell you something? Anytime there are gaps or holes, it puts a strain on the vision and the mission. That's the same thing that works for your household. If anything in your household is just on one person and everybody is not in position, then the one person is going to get worn out. So I'm telling you, everyone needs help. We need proper relationships. We need people assigned to our ministry. And you got to understand what your position is. We as the body have to discern and say, okay, Lord, show me my position in kingdom. Show me my tie into this ministry. You called me to this ministry. I'm eating from this ministry daily. I'm eating at this table. How do I serve this ministry? How do I become connected to this business? What are you calling me into partnership with? Who are these relationships? I told you yesterday, you got to pray about who goes with you. You got to know who goes with you, but you're going to need help in this next season. The help of the Holy Spirit, the help of your angels, and you're going to need to help with people. And so here's how you begin. First, you need to talk to God. Relationships have to be grounded in prayer. The only reason we get offended, the only reason we don't think we need help, the only reason that we won't become help is because we haven't spent any time praying to God about it. You got to pray. You got to pray that God surround you around godly people. You got to ask God to reveal who those people are in life who are to support you. And you got to pray that God will strengthen and bless those relationships. I'm going to tell you, I will be the first person in leadership to admit, I cannot do this ministry without help. I cannot do this ministry without partnership. I cannot serve. So can I tell you something? When people are not in place, I'm just telling you at my church, I have had, to, I serve at a church as well. I don't just serve my ministry. I'm an evangelist, right? I do the things of the Lord, but I also serve my pastors them. And I ask them all the time, how can I trouble your trouble? That's what Mike taught. What do you need me to do to get in position so that it takes some of the burden off of you? And they release some things and we're seeing a flow in ministry. Ministries will flow. Businesses will flow. Uh, relationships will flow. Households will flow when everyone is in position. So ask the Lord to surround you with godly people and reveal to you those people that he's placed in your life. And if you're the person, stop letting the enemy lie to you and tell you you are not important. I don't care if you're folding envelopes. I don't care if you're sweeping. I don't. Can I tell you something? Some of the most significant moments for me have been when I know the Lord is when I'm wiped out, when I'm tired, when I've poured out spiritually and the Lord knows my desires to keep good food. Like I cook for my kids. I want them to always have good food and I will never, ever forget this. And she probably doesn't even know it meant anything. Right. And Stasi called me and was like, uh, you eat smoked chickens. I said, yeah. She said, okay, I purchased the chicken for you and it's waiting on you. And it took some pressure off me from cooking dinner because 
she had a chicken smoke for us and I was able to just grab sides and we had a really good and healthy dinner. Anytime you get in position and do things for people, stop letting the enemy think you're little. It's just a little help. Don't mean something that has needs help. Shonda's another person. She'll call me. She called me. She said, what? I'm seeing ministry leaders kill themselves. What can we do? I said, if people will get in position, the pressure will be off of us. Right. And this isn't just, this isn't about me. If people get in a position, the pressure will be off of us. And she called me. She said, what can I do? What kind of things do you need right now? I said, if everybody will get in position, this ministry will impact every life that it's supposed to impact. Jojo is another person. Mama, how can I help? Every time Jess is another person. And that's just some of the people that's connected to me. But everybody in position makes this ministry flow. If you you cannot and you got now, now let me tell you. I had to learn how to receive because I was so haughty and so prideful. I wouldn't admit that I needed help. I wouldn't tell people I needed help and I operated on my own. I got a whole, I got people interceding for me in Magnolia. I need their prayers. I, I needed their prayers. When the woman of God said, you got a whole team over here praying for you. That was an answer to my prayers. And so I'm telling you in this season, you're not going to be able to make impact for kingdom and you do it by yourself. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Some of you are kingdom finances. God is going to put wealth and riches in your hand to fund the kingdom. Do not hold back on your seed. Every time you release seed, it's going to multiply, increase and grow your business, right? Some of y'all are called to be intercessors. Some of you are called to work events. Some of you guys are called to pray and stand in the gap. Some of you are called to be encouragers. Some of you are called to be exhorters. Every time somebody calls me and exhorts me and encourages me, it lifts up my arms, right? Every time you do that for your pastor, it lifts up your arms. Stop thinking your gift or you're not important to the body. The enemy wants you offended so that you won't connect, so that you can't grow and so you can't become. The next thing I need you to know is you're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to get past your hurt. You're going to have to get past your damage. You're going to have to get into authentic, meaningful relationships that require a level of vulnerability. It's going to require you to be vulnerable. You're going to have to be vulnerable in building relationships. You're going to have to be okay with being misunderstood or rejected or corrected. You're going to have to be okay with that. You're going to have to take risks. You cannot be isolated. You got to connect to the next people. And then the next time thing you're going to have to be able to do is it's going to have to take time. Relationships don't build overnight. Relationships have to be cultivated. They have to grow. So you're going to have to build space in your schedule and activities to take time with new friends, to take time with the people, to take time with business partners to connect. And so I'm going to challenge you up. Whose arms are you holding up? Or if this is your season for your arms to be holding up, can I tell you something? If we're all connected and everybody is holding up everybody's arms, then everybody has the support they need because we're creating a unique circle that that circle that encases our impact on kingdom. So you're going to need, that's the instruction. That's the fourth quarter instruction. You're going to need people. And remember, I gave you a prophetic word the other day. If you do this now, you're going to run into 2020 with no problem. You're going to bust forth in 2020 with no problem. So Lord, I need people. 
Show me the people that I'm supposed to be connected to. If you're eating at anybody's table, if you're in a relationship, how do I, how do I participate with this ministry? How do I participate in this business? If you have friends that are entrepreneurs, sow into their business. Don't keep asking them for hookups. Don't just ask them for hookups. Don't do that. Sow into their business. Ask them how can you sow a seed? How can you be connected? If you're connected to a ministry, ask and pray to the Holy Spirit, what do I do? He may say to you, just show up. He may tell you to share the devotional. He may tell you to do something. He may tell you become a partner, sow a seed every month. But the way we win for kingdom is through relationships and people holding your arms up. I, I can't do it alone. I can't or I wear out or we won't do no more coffee and conversations. I'm just being real. I can't do this by myself. I, 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 I used to think I could. I would start stuff. I would become possessive. I would become territorial. That I can do so much leadership training on that with the loan. Like of, of how to let proper leadership be in place and how to let people come in. And for those of you who need your arms held up, you're going to have to let people come in. You have to let people take some of the burden. If you got kids at home, you might have to teach them how to do the laundry, to do groceries. Does that make sense? That's your four quarter instructions. You got to need help. Help of the Holy Spirit. Help of your angels and help of people. That, that's another instruction. So if you thought it was you and just Jesus and that was it. Nope. There are going to be people in there, people connected to that. And you need to get the wisdom of that. You need to ask yourself, what do I need to do for that person? Last night when I got through teaching, they had broke down every last thing of mine. They had broke it down. They, they had broke it down. They had broke all my lights and cameras. It's a lot that goes into this. They had broke all my stuff down. They were wrapping my cords off. While I was still ministering to people, that's holding my arms up. That's, that's holding my arms up. Every time you sow a seed, and I'm not just talking about, I'm using me as an example. That's holding my arms up. That's, that's putting things in a position so that we can serve the women at the Salvation Army. Don't ever make, let the enemy make you think your gift is not important. Your gift is important and you are important. Now let's pray and get out of here and pray over our children. I hope you receive the word of the Lord today. Lord, I need help. I haven't been good at receiving help and I haven't been good at giving help. So Father God, show me how to be the right kind of help and give the right kind of help. Show me who, whose arms I'm supposed to hold up in this season. And Lord God, show me the people that are supposed to hold up my arms. I thank you, Lord God, that I will not eat at any table. I will not just be a taker. I will be a giver as well. I will get in position for kingdom so that kingdom can thrive and grow and become all it needs to be in Jesus name. I thank you for every right relationship. I thank you. You're putting the right relationships in place. I thank you. We're yielding to the relationships. I thank you. We're yielding to the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for angels that our angels are going before us. And I thank you for Jesus who could reconcile it all. And if you're somebody on here and you thought you could do this by yourself, I'm telling you, you can't. I'm telling you, you can't. I'm telling you, you need Jesus. This is your day. This is your decision that you should make to, to, to decide to make Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is your day, this day that you should position yourself for the best kind of help, which is Jesus. And all you got to do is admit, I've been trying to do this by myself. I can't do this no more. I need you, Jesus, to take over this thing. And guess what he'll do? He'll come right in and take over your life if you allow him and if you give him permission. Now, let's pray. Let, let me just do some confessions over your kids today. I'm going to confess. 
I'm going to do some confessions over them. We're going to stand in the authority in Christ Jesus. It says, my child, when I say my, I'm speaking for all kids. My children can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. My God supplies all their needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. My kids see God move for them and on their behalf and know God for themselves as father and provider. Greater is he who is in my children than he that is in the world. God has not given my children a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. They have the mind of Christ. My child is filled with the knowledge of God's will and our wisdom and spiritual understanding. My son understands what the will of the Lord is. Great is the peace of my children for they are taught by the whole God. The Holy Spirit is talking with them and teaching them today. God preserves them from the evil generation forever preserving them wherever they go from danger and preserves them from bad relationships and wrong turns and decisions. My child listens to me and to God's word and dwells safely, quietly from the fear of evil. No weapon formed against us can prosper. We are far from oppression. No evil shall befall my children, nor any plague shall come near them. For God has given his angels charge over them to keep, defend, and preserve them all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, my child draws near to God and dwells in his secret place. And surely he delivers my child, covers him, and keeps him from fear and harm. Though a thousand fall, calamity will not come near him. He calls on God and God answers him in trouble and will satisfy him with long life and show him his salvation. My child lays down in peace and in sleep for you, O Lord, will have him only dwell in safety. My kids obey God's word in mind and the word keeps them when they sleep, talks with them when they awake and guides them in the way they should go. I correct my child by God's wisdom and he gives me rest. My kids honor us as a parent are obedient and well-pleasing to the Lord. So it is well with them all their days and God satisfies them with a long, peaceful and happy life. My kids have anointed minds and are quick to learn and have success in school. They are renewed in the spirit of their minds and have fresh mental attitudes. Like Daniel, they stand for God in their own relationship with him and he gives them skill in learning and wisdom and understanding. Bless the Lord my soul and bless his holy name for he daily loads me and my children with benefits. I release today's blessings to my kids. I will not forget any of his benefits and thankfully declare them. His forgiveness is ours today, cleansing my family from iniquity and healing all our diseases. I release my kids in the flow. I forgive them and release the power of forgiveness in my child's life. Health and strength are ours. Divine health is my child's. And I say the diseases of this age cannot prosper in our bodies as temples of the living God. I pray we prosper and be in health with our souls prospering. Bless the Lord who redeems my children from destruction crowning them with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfying their mouth with good things. Their youth is renewed, their strength made overcoming and soaring like the eagles. Since they are satisfied by God, they do not hunger for anything the world or sin has to offer. The fear of the Lord dwells in my child. Therefore, the angel of the Lord encamps around about him. The word of God I declare over my children will not return void. Its power is producing life in us, restoring their soul, producing their heart, enlightening their eyes, making them wise where they are simple, warning them when needed. And as they keep the word of God, they experience great reward. My child gives no place to the devil. He overcomes by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. My kids are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might covered in God's armor. The shield of faith quenches every fiery dart of the enemy. They resist the devil who flees from them. My family walks in the spirit, bearing the fruit of the spirit, obeying the quickening of the spirit. We do not grieve the Holy Spirit and will not let the sun go down on our wrath. We yield to the gifts of the spirit and glorify God in our walks. 
Thank you, Father, for your grace, your love, your peace, your joy, your wisdom, your power in living for you and raising my child ch children to live in your will, to your glory, for your purpose. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, may the signs of your power be to me, your servant and your glory to my children. May I see your work in my life and family to the glory of God for generations. I declare my children are saved by the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Filled with his Holy Spirit, who is comforter, counselor, strengthener, and teacher to them. As such, my children are filled with the anointing, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. I speak prophesying to my child's future and say that he or she will not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but will stay pure for the maid of God's choosing. That one who will complement the gifts and callings of God on my child's life. I pray the fear of the Lord to help keep them with your fatherly love, drawing him or her to yourself. You lead them forward by a straight right way, leading them to the place to establish their home from cradle to the grave. In old age, the blessings of God are on my descendants because of God's faithfulness to a thousand generations. And I'm taking authority over that. And I'm receiving that not just for your children, but I'm also receiving that as well for all the children in my city. Take authority over your city. And when you pray prayers for your children, you declare for your neighborhood. You declare for the schools in your region. You declare for the state. You take the, the, the declaration and you pray not just over your children, but you connect that right to the other children. I love y'all so much. I'm about to get out of here. You know what I'm about to tell you? Go be loved today. Ask about your position. Stop letting the lie, the enemy lie to you and tell you that you're not important to the body. Don't do it for notoriety. Don't do it because you need somebody to say good job. Just get in position so that everything in the kingdom becomes kingdom. In Jesus' name. Go be loved today. I'll see y'all back in the morning at 5. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.